whether you enjoy listening to podcasts or want to record a podcast, Anchor is a pl- perfect platform to start on. Not perfect in the ap- absolute sense, but perfect in the context of ease of use as far as creating the episode. Ease of use as far as discovering new podcasters. People just stepping into the arena of podcasting. I can't think of a better platform to produce a podcast on. In less than two years, I've been able to get my podcast heard on a multiple level, multiple platforms. From Anchor to iTunes to Google Podcasts. I've even landed Life is About More Than Living on iHeartRadio. The last one? That took an application, an application to get on that last platform. Yes, I had to apply to be on iHeartRadio, but now I'm there. And the best platform of all, which is also associated with Anchor, is Spotify. Once your podcast reaches Spotify, you can easily transfer it, transfer it to multiple social media platforms and reach more and more listeners. So I suggest you give Anchor a try if you're considering podcasting. Right now. Somehow we got disconnected, so we got started all over. I don't know what's happening. No, that's that is a downside of Anchor. Sometimes, oh, if you stationary, oh, it will disconnect you. Uh, but uh, other than that, let's do a reboot. Okay, Pete. To my podcast audience, this is like a reboot of what we just, uh, my with my guest and I. We're we're discussing getting to discuss. Our blackness, or the blackness of the African American community, being pushed to the forefront. Um, this podcast is actually entitled "Forefront Blackness" with my guest Terry Cooper. That's a little back door information based off the first attempt we had to record this podcast. So, in the reboot, please reintroduce yourself, sir. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My name is uh, Terry Cooper. I'm here uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, a place I've been since uh, 1990. Uh, former graduate. Well, I am a graduate of North Carolina A&T State University. Um, and we, he and I, we met actually at a uh, quick service oil change place. He he was talking shop. I was listening. Other people engaging with him, and Terry, or if he chooses to give you his nickname or screen name, later this for him, uh, caught my attention to be a, as a very knowledgeable person that wasn't who wasn't spewing out conspiracy theories like so many have done, regardless of race, creed, or color during this time, this pandemic. He was actually speaking factual stuff, stuff with substance that any thinking person. He was a thinking person should want to know more about or engage with him in a conversation. There's an old proverb that says, iron by iron itself is sharpened. So if you really want to sharpen your mentality and your awareness, you with people like him or others like him, who are daily engaging, learning, and growing. That being said, uh, this is the one time I don't have to do a lot of talking. So <laughs> I'm going to pick it up. First episode is dealing with the impact of unemployment for the African American community. And I will put this out there now. Majority of my audience are females within the ages, I think, 40 and 60, if I remember numbers on some I checked. Uh-huh. And it's a very diverse audience. Sometimes the numbers flip flop between 55 and 45 male. But it's a very diverse audience that listens to this podcast all around the world. However, next to Greensboro, 
the San Francisco Valley of California is my number one lifting base. Which I was oh, able wow. to get that because of being an Uber lift driver down Raleigh Durham. Yeah. California, they took it back with them, and when I pulled up the numbers, they were in the San Francisco area. Tech people, outgoing people, movers and shakers. So when it gets down to the number, who is actually listening, a lot, it, and when we play is those types of people. Unless it's yeah. a specific subject like this here. The, and what's happening now, Portland and on the West Coast, those types of individuals are now stepping to the front lines and stepping up. Much the yeah. same as they did in Alabama at the George Pettis, Pettis Bridge, if I pronounce that correctly. Uh, but that's all I'm going to say right now, because this is a guy I think y'all should hear. And like I said, he's not a conspiracy theorist person. He has something that anyone, regardless of race, color, background, can benefit from. Especially those who live in this community, though, because that's the second largest audience, Greensboro and North Carolina, as far as local demographics. So, Take it away, sir. Um, okay. Well, I'm definitely uh, happy to be a part of your show um, because, you know, as we said, uh, we talked about it when we was uh, at the service area. There's a lot of things on that people are of color are really not staying so focused on, especially with the pandemic that has hit the world. And along with that, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, what's what coronavirus has, how it has changed our everyday lives. Most of us, we're, we're really staying focused. We're following the, the guidelines. We're trying to do whatever we have to do to make sure that the spread of it or, you know, the spread of it stays down. But my major concern is um, now that they're having free testing, no one in the black community, or I would like to say limited people in the black community are participating. Mm-hmm. And where I live at in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm just across the street from a church. Now, you know, if there's somewhere you have to drive, let's just say if some people are unable to commute or travel to a certain location, that's one thing. But when you make too many excuses other than reasons just to get tested and there's no charge for the testing, it may have take it may take up to maybe 25 minutes of your time, if that much just to you know, make sure you're tested and, and make sure that the entire community is aware of uh, what's taking place. And I've been seeing people just refuse to take the test. I, I've seen more excuses than reasons than I ever have. And that becomes mind boggling because in order for... Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. And in order for us to really know exactly what's taking, you know, how to you know, how to prevent the spread, you you know, first of all, it's an old saying, it's better to know than to not know. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I knew that uh, they were actually, the first time they were actually testing was on the uh, the parking deck, the Oakland Avenue parking deck um, on the campus of UNCG. I was on the phone, maybe 15 minutes later, I was already at UNCG, got my test. It took a week later because of so many um responses you know people was responding to it and they went and took the test a week later i was negative and you know so of course you're okay with that at first but then i went back to eastern north carolina i mean eastern uh you know east greensboro and i went to my local grocery store and i was actually spreading the word hey free testing at oakland avenue tell people 
They don't have to pay anything. Just show up 10 minutes of your time, get tested. And people still refused. Yeah. Now, I just realized that my mic wasn't completely plugged in, so I have been recording like a mono, but that's okay, <laughs> as long as you heard me. <laughs> uh, now, I hadn't planned on giving a shout-out of any kind. Number one, I have not been tested. I get my temperature checked every day at my job. Uh-huh. I mean, that may not be an excuse, but I, get, I, have to, I can't go to work unless they do a temperature scan because someone oh, wow. end up having it in the section you know, where we work at. Okay. Yeah. And my most detailed check-in was at Wake Med last week. I went down for uh, with my girlfriend for a test to get done at Wake Med, and uh, that was really different because they like they had the latest technology for temperature checking and scanning everything. And so, yeah, it was different. Now, on the other side where I'm going to give a shameless plug, which I had planned on doing since you mentioned the word church, uh, where I worship at, is one of the oldest churches in the city. There's a lot of older black churches in the city, but this one here, because of being plugged into different elements of the city of Greensboro, yeah, has partnered with Moses Cone, where they have not only they offer weekly free testing at the church site at different yes. locations around the city, and they have been down Raleigh to Wake Mid and assisted with free testing down there as a church. I'm not saying it like I'm bragging or nothing. It's just when you mention that word, a lot of African-Americans, those people of color, we at one time or another choose or visit a place of worship. So it only makes sense, in my opinion, that these places of worship be more than just taking your money. They should also be opening up their doors, regardless of their size, or at least encouraging to get the free test done. Yes. Mount Zion Baptist Elementary Church Road, that's the one. They post it weekly, every location they're going to be at. Mm-hmm. Where, whether it's going to be at the church, where you do your drive-through testing. It's a weekly ongoing event every Monday and Tuesday. So if they have a transportation ministry, I don't know how that part works as far as getting someone there. But if you go to their Facebook page or Instagram page, you can see, or their website, you can see this is a testing date. This is where they're at. Yeah. I, as a member, have not been able to volunteer. I've not been chosen to volunteer in that capacity, but they are there. They even have doing the mobile testing. So, like you said a few moments ago, people make excuses. But when you have a church yeah. of 3,000 members traveling not only in Greensboro, but also down in Raleigh to make sure people of color and anyone in the community, whether you color or not, have access to free testing, where's the real excuse? I mean, There's I- really no. Yeah, there's really no excuse because, as you were saying, um, you know, what your church has done, not only in, in uh, locally, but also regionally in Raleigh, North Carolina, another house of worship on Saturdays. You know, uh, I got to say shouts out to Cone Health by, you know, be doing a collaboration with these uh, places yeah. of worship. Mm-hmm. And it's at a church. It's drive through. You can just, you know, sit in your car uh, mm-hmm. 10 minutes of your time. And this is at a place of worship. And yeah. when I'm hearing people make excuses, I said, no, excuses mean no excuses, only give reason. Because this is something that is very important, it's very crucial, and every day is taking lives. Yeah, and that goes back to, that. what you just said goes back to 
why I chose the name of my podcast, Life is About More Than Living. Yeah. We, we get caught up so often in the day-to-day living that we forget how to do the necessary things to continue living as long as we can. Um, I, I mean, Instagram posted this morning trying to get back on chat with some of those things. And it was a Chinese proverb which said, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Exactly. This is the core core of this testing process. Or at least getting your temperature checked on a regular basis or checking it yourself. Thermometers are not that expensive. (laughs) That's the baseline for determining you should see a doctor, a healthcare physician, or get tested. The dollar store has thermometers. There's no... If you can spend a dollar on a soda, why not spend a dollar on a thermometer and do a basic temperature check? And that's where we come back with the reasons versus excuses. Okay. Because as you just said, uh, every morning I get up, I got a thermometer. You know, you can test, you can check your temperature right then and there before you head out. Ever so well, they say we need this kind of uh, thermometer that can check right then and there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Your thermometer, even if you don't have a digital thermometer, the old school thermometer, they still work. The ones you have to kind of sweep. Exactly. Yeah. And then that little red mercury slides up. There you go. <laughs> and, and you can know if, if you're above, if you're 99 or 100, hmm. Mm. Not right. you're not sick or feeling funky or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, by the way, we have a little extra time because my Uber client, I don't have to pick. I don't drive Uber and Lyft anymore, but I have a private duty person. I don't have to pick her up to like a quarter to nine. So we if we can possibly go past the 45 minute time window if necessary. Okay. No problem. Because uh, she already texted me, asked me what time was good. So I'm like, let's see how this goes. Uh, but yeah, those little simple things. Uh I I I have I I I, I take Zertex. Every day, that I'm not saying it on a podcast because it keeps my yeah. allergies in check. I have been paying four ninety eight a box at Walmart. I don't mind saying that either. Oh this, yeah. yeah, this old head light bulb clicked on me when I was about a Dollar Tree, and I'm not cleaning these places out. Saturday, I'm like, wait a minute, Dollar Tree sells Zertex a dollar or four ninety eight a dollar exactly forty tablets. Tablets are a little bit larger. Because my I mean, mouth is ain't that much harder to swallow. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta maybe swallow twice, but it'll, it'll go down. <laughs> so, so that goes back to what you was similar th- line of thought. Why make an excuse and give money away which you may not have because we are dealing with the subject of unemployment and its impact on the African-American community. And this comes out at the end of the day if you're like my regular place of employment, which I'm choosing not to my best not to name tonight, yeah, uh, I, I'm because I, I have certain I've said enough stuff already in other episodes and things. Uh, <laughs> but if you well, are the, in a place of, you're a place of employment where they tell you that you have to take off 14 days of your time, and you're in a place of oh, employment yeah. that has no time for you to take it. What? Well, well, yeah, well, see, I think that's what this coronavirus has done. It, you know, you could see the impact and of and, and the domino effect it caused 
And, and I have to use the example of when we were getting ready for the ACC tournament, all these conference mm-hmm. basketball yeah. mm-hmm. You know, you would you was hearing bits and pieces about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it, comes, it gets down to the basketball tournaments that's happening all over the nation. And then one tournament cancels. Then another tournament cancels. Mm-hmm. Then next thing you know, they shut everything down. Now, mm-hmm. that was only just one domino effect. And then it started affecting people's households. Now, the, the restaurants, they have to close. And then you're looking at, you know, non-essentials have to close. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we start seeing jobs just being almost like a light switch, just shut down. Mm-hmm. And people out of work. People out of work. I got to say for myself that has, an, you know, an essential job, you know, <laughs> You know, I was lucky to say, okay, I can keep my job. There's alternatives. So we we had the option to, um, they, they checked, make sure that nobody, uh, the building wasn't contaminated. If someone went out of the country or if they traveled, um, at the time it was out of the country. If you was out of the country and you came back, you already knew you was home for 14 days, whether you had mm-hmm. symptoms or not, because some people are asymptomatic. And when that happens, you know, uh, you don't know if you're making other people sick or, you know, it, and it made a, a few of us at work maybe ask the, ourselves this question because I'll never forget the time that um, in November, I got bad off sick and it was around 14 days. And I was asking myself, I said, wait a minute, did I actually get sick prior to this and didn't know it? Mm-hmm. You just think it's the ordinary cold. Oh, okay, it's seasonal. Uh, you know what? It's something I've always been through. But then January, I got sick for maybe three days. Mm. But my, my colleagues, he lost his stepmother. Uh, mm. I mean, it was some kind of uh, infection. She, mm. he lost his stepmother. Then his dad got sick. Then he got sick. Comes back to work. We get sick. Wow. And, you know, and then one of my colleagues would say, well, wait a minute. You know, I went there and they said I had an upper respiratory infection. I said, wait a minute. Didn't one of our colleagues' mom die because of a a respiratory infection? And they rushed it to the hospital, nothing they could do. And then he gets sick, brings it back. I mean, it caused an entire domino effect. But now we look at what happened in January and February, and then March, which was crucial. I, I can truly say for an example, uh, as they say, the sky just came, you know, just caved in. Uh-huh. That's when it got worse. And we're here in almost the end of July, you know, two more days and July is gone. Yeah. And it's still an effect. You know, North yeah. Carolina, where we both are, they decided, our governor decided to extend phase two because of the lack of discipline. Because I don't feel like a lot of us as as people here in the Piedmont Triad area is taking this seriously. I mean, oh, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say this. They're taking it seriously, but a lot of people are like, oh, we all like I, I've seen during the whole process where I was driving. Yeah, I've seen African American houses of worship just busting in older people, like nothing going on. Because I, I, I'm not knocking anybody's faith. But faith has to be also have a measure of reason in it. So they're taking mm-hmm. it seriously, but their approach to dealing with it is not reasonable in some aspects. Uh, 
I'm gonna share what my I'm gonna share something. My daughter-in-law posted, which goes to the to the heart of the mask thing. Um, and yeah, that's why I love doing it this remote because I can actually have my laptop and uh-huh. doing double duty. She shared the post by a fellow from a fellow nurse. I guess this person was a nurse, but she yeah she, she had to be the right language she wrote, which said until you do thirty minutes plus of CPR in a plastic gown, N95 surgical mask, two pairs of gloves, a face shield, you should st- probably stop complaining about wearing some fabric on your face to the grocery store. And, and she's absolutely right. I mean, as you a, think yeah, as a people... ER nurse, my daughter was an ER nurse, so as a, yeah, as a nurse, you can. And you can't wear a piece of cloth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about my. I, I have colleagues that's in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> and they wear cloth over their entire bodies and face yeah. every day for protection. Yeah. yeah. And we're Boom. complaining about a, a, a mask. And really, um, you know, we, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying about the mask, my question is, which mask is safe? You know, when it's all started out, we had to have the K95s. We had to have specific type of mask. And it was then only for those that were, um, that maybe were affected with the virus. Well, even when, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a little bit of thing, a little something, something in there, because I kind of felt the same way with a similar question. So I'm going to interject a little something in that, because I've had this conversation, I've had it without losing it, and really, yeah. Saying something to point that some of my coworkers who who are white might want to play the race card or whatever. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, this is my podcast. That I, I, that's a good thing about being in control. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so they they raised a similar. Some of them have raised a similar thought to the point of when their masks wear out, if the, our employer don't supply them with a new one, they're not going to get one. So in other words, you you I said, well, do you at least wash it? It's not my responsibility, but it's in your face, and that's at the core of the mask wearing. As far as, in my opinion, what has been suggested, replace or clean, and reuse and sanitize, and that's again a simple process. I ordered two socks off of Amazon. They look so good as masks, but I want to. I believe in buying my own stuff. When they came in the mail, there were socks that someone converted to masks. I paid twenty dollars. Oh wow! Socks, two socks. Okay. <laughs> but it, they, and you, they wrote it up so good. You, it's washable. It's reusable. It looks so great. When I opened the package, it was two socks that someone had converted to masks. Going back to what you said about the mask, those types of things yeah. basically keep their journeys from getting directly on me. That's the biggest reason I think behind the different types of masks. Unless you're in a healthcare profession, or you have access yeah. to a mask, or you want to spend that kind of money, basic protection was in my mouth. Not having a direct opportunity to go to it towards your face, and, or vice. And if it comes, and I'm that I'm close to you, and you're breathing on me like that, then we got a problem anyway, because you ain't my girlfriend. And that's what I don't realize about the social distancing. Yeah, it's not about you know, nobody up on you. But it's the point that breathing, as they say, those droplets, if somebody's right up on you and they're talking in your face, you know, they always say it's the invisible mist. Yeah. I actually <laughs> watched, I actually watched, this, I, I, I actually watched this white guy go around the shield 
to talk to the grill convenience store because he was talking about how it's a hoax and everything. And my sister girl did not challenge him on it. So after he left the store, knowing her, like I know her, I'm like, you sit up to that man. Oh, I ain't worried about that kind of thing. But he went around the shield and talked to her directly in her face because he didn't feel like talking through the shield. Again, going wow. back to the information and knowledge, she wasn't like, ain't a big deal. Yeah, okay. Uh, corona, corona is not, it's a joke in a way when they make jokes about the beer, but it's not a joke. And it goes back to eventually affecting someone's paycheck, which we're talking about yeah. again. Uh, I was looking at an article before we um, got on, which also highlighted something I believe firmly in. This is the time for African Americans. I'm focusing on my people because as my younger people, I get a chance to talk to briefly because we think a lot of us, as my girlfriend highlighted to me this morning, have stepped over. She reminded me the 30-somethings have stepped over. They're living out these what these articles are talking about. They're creating the businesses. They're creating the side income. What they were doing as a hobby is now carrying them forward. This article was talking about being prepared for the future when the virus is dealt with. What yeah. have you built to sustain you beyond trying to go back to a job that may not be there? Yes. So, like she was saying, all of the Raleigh and places she was naming different businesses and start out. I know there's a stigma about doing black on black business. I had an encounter with that like that last night. Oh. Yeah. The stigma is simply black people want stuff from other black people for free. But you'll pay any other race whatever they charge you. Exactly. And um, and, and, and but that's she, but, she, but one thing she called my attention, I'm gonna just I'm gonna shut up so you go and talk about what oh, go ahead. About, is that down Raleigh, there's now a black lady who started her own nail salon. Not just a doing nails, she started her own business during this pandemic, mm-hmm. stepped out. So the people that were going to other minorities for their nails and stuff and have a brick and mortar they can go to by appointment to see this lady. <laughs> well, that's great because, uh, you know, I, I was always, and, you know, I'm going to stay on the, on the topic. I was always told by my granddad that no matter what you decide to pursue in life, never forget your general hustle. That's what we used to call it. A general yeah. And the general hustle is don't be afraid to cut no grass. Don't be afraid to do any manual labor. If you mm. if they still have an, a, a side trade like bricklaying or plumbing or anything that's still in high school, take those classes. Electricity, yeah. take those classes. Because even though you may move up the the business ladder or the you know college may take you far and beyond, you never forget that at the end of the day, what makes the world go round are the simple jobs. The, the job yeah. that's going to always be here is the simple job, the plumbing, the electricity, the, the yard work, uh, the brick land that's building houses. Houses are still getting built. And, what, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm tell another one in there that's a real simple job we, too. Yeah, but what we've done as, um, as a race of people we've always show, we, we started to shun those jobs. Remember those jobs that our grandparents or our great grandparents just had to finish high school and they left with a trade that would be mm-hmm. able to provide for their families and maybe have their own businesses. And, and now to hear that this young lady of color has opened up her nail salon, you know, you look up in Greensboro now and 
I think back to people I ask, I said, well, why don't you have, you know, a, a nail shop as well? Oh, I don't want to touch nobody's feet. But exactly. Again, some, some creating a job mm-hmm. and uh, for that money leaving the black community. And now when it comes into times, you back to the job that you really, and let's be honest when I say this, you threw it away, you gave it away. Somebody else. Now you're trying to come back to it because times are tight. And I, I have a, a crazy analogy, but I, I tell people it's like what I call a spit sandwich. They're like a spit mm-hmm. sandwich. Yeah. I say it's simple. We get a job. We don't want it anymore. So we give it to a different uh, ethnic background. Mm-hmm. Then when times get tight, now the people of a different race, Caucasians, mm-hmm. they go back down and take that job. But now you gave the job that you gave away to the Hispanics or other nationalities. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to go back to that job. And they said, no, 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 we're keeping it. So when the compression comes in, guess who gets spit out of the equation? It's mm-hmm. us. Uh, it's, funny. Excuse me. it's funny you bring up the analogy because I was, I'm, t- I'm doing more I'm, out, I'm doing more LinkedIn reading now. Articles on LinkedIn. Excuse mm-hmm. me. It's time for me to take my inhaler again. I finally got it back. This dog and allergy crap. Um, so let me just get a quick, get a quick puff. I ain't gonna lose my thought because this because what you said. Uh... <laughs> yeah, because black businesses. We we shouldn't have never given given up those jobs. We shouldn't have never. Wow. I mean, like you say, you hold on, you know, you hold on to those because, like you said, it's the old saying. You know, you got to save something for a rainy day. It's not always money. It's craft. It's a gift. It's a talent that you have that you may have to keep it active. But when times get hard, you can always, re- you know, reflect yeah. back to that or go back yeah. to it because you've kept it active. You're you're still doing it, even if it's twice a week. And you're still getting the clientele and the respect yeah. that you do great work. Yeah, and I'm gonna throw, when, I'm throwing two things on top of that one. Uh huh. One from LinkedIn article. I can breathe again. That um, <laughs> beautiful works really good. Anyway, uh, point number one. First thing I'm gonna throw in is this: is that when people were looking down on DoorDash and Uber and Lyft. In the gear economy, not only minorities, I, I actually saw on a dating site a lady posted when back way back when that if you drive for Uber and Lyft, you're not self employed, so I can't talk to you. The thing about that is, I wonder where she's at her thinking now, if she's hope she's changed her thinking. Because the article LinkedIn highlighted how the gig economy has been inundated. With people who normally wouldn't engage in it, they look down on it since they have no paycheck coming in. To the point that some metropolitan areas they can't even get signed up to work for an Uber or Lyft or DoorDash yeah. because the job's yeah. not there. Because you looked at and frowned upon it when it was there, and now you want to run back and try to get it. <laughs> they don't need you. <laughs> they don't need the, you. And, that's the same thing that goes with the scooters, the lime scooters. Well, and the bird scooters, I guess, for our you know listeners out west, the bird and the lime scooters. I've always kept that app active. Huh? And when the pandemic hit, before it hit, uh, and the spring came back all bright and glamorous and gloomy, I was out there picking up lime scooters. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, man, you're doing that? I said, yeah. It's an extra way to make money. 
But now that the pandemic has hit, now they're like, okay, we need other Lyme scooters, but you got to go through a process so long. Yeah. And you got to be so dedicated. And then they got to say, wait a minute, did you do anything for Bird? And if you didn't do anything for Bird, they don't want to take a risk anymore. So anyway, you want to try to have um, a supplemental, uh, supplemental income, yeah. you can't get it anymore. And now you're out of work, which goes on to what we're saying about this unemployment benefit that, let's be honest, a lot of Black people was able to take advantage of it recently. Mm-hmm. This is the last week. Right. For those that's listening, that may be getting it. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the $600. After that, they're going to base it on your income weekly and only add $200. Now, for some people, that was a hookup. Let's let's be honest. That yeah. if you if we, we all talk about all the time, well, we want our reparations and this. And that. I say, well, in a way, you kind of got your reparations. It, that that thing was, that was a major hookup, even for Uber and Lyft drivers, rideshare drivers. Because yeah. when I was, was doing it, people saying, where the drivers at? I think that's one thing I was talking at the, at the repair shop. The drivers tapped into the money, so they stayed at home. Exactly. Yes, and, and not only that, not only the, the, and, and they blew the money. <laughs> yeah, not only the Uber drivers. I had a I had a neighbor that I knew. Um, she, you know, she was working at a, a small place. You know, maybe average week check, maybe one hundred and seventy five, two hundred yeah. a week. She ended up getting her unemployment. And the six hundred, she told them to take out taxes. She told uh-huh. me once they got done, it was about five hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, "Wait a minute, you got that plus your unemployment?" She said, "Yeah, they was giving it to us every week." Uh-huh. The only thing that could come to my the next question was, "That's great and grand, but my final question is, how much of the money did you save?" Uh-huh. If you well, at, least, that you know, at least we invest somewhere. Yeah, nothing have nothing left. I said, what did you do with an additional 500? And I said, I'm going to go ahead and level it out. $500 additional each week. What did you do with it? That's $2,000 a month for three months. That's $6,000. Do you have anything to say that you got anything saved? They say, they, they told me just in my face, seriously, I don't even know what I did with the money. They don't. That, this, I think, I don't know, we had met before I got my COVID 19 um, loan or didn't meet, I can't recall. Uh-huh. I, I had applied for the grant. I plugged my numbers in. The system recognized me as one entitled to quite a few thousand of dollars. Basically, I got back everything I have spent for the last 10 years as an entrepreneur in like two checks being deposited. Okay. Okay. It's because of my current financial situation and living arrangements. I took that money because last five of these 10 years, I had a setback. I, I could have moved it. I could have moved some things happen. I didn't. That's my own fault. I laid it with the money. Mm-hmm. The point was this gave me an opportunity to clear up my record and get some stuff done instead of just having it sit, blowing in my everything. So that's what I did. So do I have any of that money left now? No, but I have five years of business taxes that have been paid for that I was signed off the last forms on Monday. I don't mind saying that. Well, I owe the government money. Yes, I do. But here's the deal. That business relief money 
was reinvested back in my entrepreneurial business taxes, which is would get the government off my back of unfiled taxes. So and, and for over the business years, and I said yeah. on this podcast, I'm not saying it on this podcast because if you get unemployment or whatever, and you didn't reinvest it back in something proactive. No, you can say is I don't know what I deal with it. So how can you look at the government and say I want more? It's my question. I mean, just like the stimulus checks. I mean, yeah. you know, when they first came out with the stimulus I mean, checks, I, I appreciate them giving us. I wish we could get what Canada Canadians got. Yeah. Oh yes, but you can't manage a few hundred. What are you gonna do with thousands? I mean, hey, I, yeah. And that's true. I mean, people say, well, we need more. We need more. I said, do you need more that you can? How many times do you have to learn a lesson that people give you something and you still yet do the same thing over and over and over? If you don't have the if you don't have the mind state to just say, OK, I get this um, one time or this this amount of money to get through my bills, get, you know, get keep myself above water. But sometimes for some people, especially in the black community and, mm-hmm. and you know, we're 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 really focusing on the black community yeah. because we know as as one uh, famous entertainer said, and, you know, a lot of people get on um, this this famous person because, you know, he's incarcerated because he wanted to buy a radio. You know, he wanted to buy a TV station. Right. But I tell people he said some things that some very meaning meaningful quotes that people don't realize that in this society, be careful what you do because they get three strikes when you only get one. Like the young man at High Point who yeah. plotted killing people and got a slap on the wrist yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And, and and with that being said, you know, when you get an opportunity to have a lump sum of money, or you, you you basically get that kind of opportunity. I know $1,200 may not be a lot for some people, but when you see how it was spent, you, you, you're looking at the person right beside you, maybe at the grocery store or at, at you know, at the major place that you can get food and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And you're saying to yourself, really, this is what you're doing with this stimulus check? Mm-hmm. Major mistakes were made. There were prisoners getting that check. There yeah. were dead people getting that check. And that's why I look at our government and say, wait a minute, whoever you subcontracted that job to, if you subcontracted, you need to snatch that contract and they need to fire everybody because that means they weren't doing their homework. They just hit a button and say, if they got a social security number, just give it out to them. Well, find yeah. out the on, that <laughs> one, on, on that one, all I'm going to say is we, we currently have the most dysfunctional federal government in my lifetime, so ain't much can be done about that right now. Other than yeah. getting, you know, getting out, not in the better yet, don't get out and vote. I shared something on Facebook yesterday, someone shared on Instagram, and, and, and it's funny, no one picked up on it. It wasn't conspiracy, it was factual. With mail-in voting, guess what day voting is? Because the Postal Service has already been instructed not to force mail out. I read the article, I read it the people mm-hmm. that quote it, they quote it, different articles about it to verify. The actual vote, the day to actually vote, if I remember correctly, is October 2nd with the mail in voting. Okay. That will guarantee your vote, your, your ballot would get there in time for the November 3rd election. Because as the other news article highlighted, the person in charge of the postal service was, was also one of the multi million dollar lobbyists 
who's against the Postal Service is being appointed to oversee the Postal Service. And he's already been on, went on record as telling the managers in different postal facilities, if you get backlog on the mail going out, don't worry about it. Don't work overtime. Just let it hang up. In other words, control the vote from the mail-in voting in. Oh. So, so, they're you, the post, so they're telling the postmasters to tell their, you know, because of course, they, you know. Yeah. So the actual day to vote, if you do a mail-in voting, is to get it in the 1st of October. <laughs> That's but see, that only causes an, addish, an additional laziness yeah. in the voter. I'm yeah, like, look, there's a reason. In, the whole thing is if you get in the mail in October, there's no way to get there late. Yeah. That's, that's the premise. But that of all my stuff that people share, no one touched that one hardly. Because I think it goes back to what you just said, the mental laziness of, oh, my God, that ain't really going to happen. I can let it deal with the virus thing, COVID virus, right? The virus. Oh, it ain't going to be that bad in America. You know, I'm going to be okay. Uh-huh. Get a stimulus check. You know, they gave it to me one time. They'll find out they give it to me again. Listen, when it happened in China and it got to Europe, I start getting... I start getting like uh, WhatsApp messages and people, my friends uh, over in Europe saying, hey, are you all right in America? I'm like, yeah, why? They said, well, we're more concerned about you guys than us. Because they knew And yes. also because they know who our government currently in federal office, who, who's in yeah. power in, in D.C. That's the that's one of the saddest parts. I'm, I'm trying not to do this as a political podcast. Yeah. That's one of the saddest parts of happening right now. Not only the, the what's the word? Not only not being willing to acknowledge and be proactive with the stimulus check or mm-hmm. whatever you're receiving, unemployment, opening your eyes up to this is not the time of worry about whether one candidate is worse than the other candidate. Open your eyes up and see who is really doing the worst, who's who's the worst one for the for people in general. And if we as African Americans are already at the bottom to the point where the wake-up call came with George Floyd and white soccer moms are going protesting or out yes. there, but we cannot sit here and put a mask on or get a temperature check or do the thing you suggest or spend out unemployment more wisely, especially with it being cut <laughs> or find yeah. side gigs or something to keep us going. Then we're just playing right into the what's the old saying country back in the day? They used to say the spike. The pot can't spot the kettle, something like that. Pot oh yeah, that's, you, mean, you mean that's the that's the pot calling the kettle black. Bless it with that one. So you can't, oh, yeah. you can't sit here and say, "Oh my God, what's happening to me?" When well, you're not doing the basics for yourself. And true, yeah. and entrepreneurship is tough. I, I, I fed my brain on the toughness of it this morning. It's hard. It's t- it's taking me personally, different business schemes, ideas. It's taken me over 10 years to get to the point where I'm at now, and revenues are still not coming, but they're coming. But so it's this old saying that I heard from one, one former football coach. It's not supposed to be easy because if it no, was it's not easy, everybody would be doing it. But on the flip side of the coin, the hard stuff has came. The unemployment, yes. is, unemployment is real. It's always been worse for us than any other race in this country because for the last 400 years of us being here possibly, uh-huh. What's happened to another minority? For some reason, that mentality when the the our culture of wait and see, it's going to be okay. We can't do better, or whatever excuse you want to throw out there. Yeah, this is no time for us. To play. This is the time for some of us older ones, I think, to step up and not be afraid 
because we have the information to give to some of the younger ones. Yes, they may be more college-educated, they may be more intelligent and everything like that, certain things, but the wisdom is with us, like this podcast. Get moving, do something. Because I mean, yes. these this okay. virus ain't going nowhere. My wake-up call should have been the young lady I had in the car that flew in for China. Uh, and she said she put her mask on the plane. I never forget it. And she's like, people were looking at her. She's like, uh, you heard, she, she talked a little bit about the virus. Uh-huh. And at the time, it wasn't that bad, even in China. But they had already started taking precautionary measures. So she got on the plane, she took her mask off because she said she wanted people questioning her because they heard about rumors about stuff. She had heard about rumors before she landed here in the United States. So that being said and done, this is not something that's happened like back in January. It's been around a no. while. It's just a matter of awareness through like, your job, my side gig as it's going. Yeah. And, what, and getting to the core of all this conversation, are we going to be well, proactive like you suggested? Yeah. And, well, see, the, make changes, you make changes in our community or we'll sit back and blow whatever we get because if this money is signed off on, they don't guarantee him another stimulus check. Yeah, it's not going to be here forever. And and that's what, and I think, you know, that's one thing that I heard a gentleman say one time. Um, you know, we, we start to, well, I'm going to go back to that later. We're thinking that this is just going to be here. Oh, it's going to be here. Oh, it's going to be here. If this happened again, they're going to help us. And I said, listen to that mentality. They're going to help us. What about you helping yourself? Yeah. Even Canada has a limit. So they're missing without January yeah. 21. But they also don't have the numbers of people dying and getting sick that we do either. <laughs> and, and, you know, and before our government goes broke, and we've seen this in history, before our government goes broke, they'll cut off. They'll be like, well, hey, we did everything we could. We got to shut it down. Yeah. Now, that's the, going back going back to the other aspect of it, I'm going to say this. Our government well. As long as you can find money for the military, it's not going to go broke. But it'll fund the military before it funds us. But you know why they fund the military? As soon as our government realized that you can profit big time from wars. I'm even more specific, okay? Now, I'm going to get down to you a little more specific. Our current administration, who's hardwired to uh, Blackwater and these contractors. It's not even the military getting the money. It's the military contractors. Yeah, the so contractors. So the money's going not to the military people that actually need it, who are also on government assistance and much other stuff. It's going. So that's why I'm gonna say this, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm trying not to say it again. We as a people need to get out there and join our white brothers and sisters yeah. and, and mamas and start being prepared to get our vote in, whether it's mail-in voting or however it is. Get our vote in. No, the other candidate is not spotless. Yeah. And None of them. They well, have his agenda, own agenda. This is called, so, called the necessary of two evils part two. Yeah. Now, two evils uh, part uh, two. Uh, now, this black author wrote something. I, can't, I wish I could remember who it was because I checked it out. They were credible. Mm-hmm. Which was saying, that's the question. Are you going to hold the sins a man committed 10 years ago against him today? You know what? That's, a, that's, that's uh, a very good topic. But guess what's happened now? We have turned this into a PC world. 
And I'm going to give you a quick example. Mm-hmm. Like that author said, are we going to uh, penalize someone from their mistakes or errors from 10 or 15 years ago now? Mm-hmm. Me personally, if it was already done then and they've actually have right their wrongs, no. But mm-hmm. because we've turned into a PC world that a comedian can say something that they did 15 years ago and then it comes back to haunt them now, this PC world is turning into poor choice. Mm-hmm. That is, and I'll be honest with you, that mm-hmm. may be a crucial factor if you have people out there that's going to vote, that's going to haunt, that's going to hold, as we always say, you're going to hold that against me after all those years? I mean, our government well, is to us when, when it well, comes I'm going to go back to what you just said in uh-huh. line with that thought. When it comes to the choice of two evils, you would call it two evils. Yeah. One person who publicly is continuing to do the same thing versus another person who some have said he needs to step up and do more. Here's the deal. Ain't much you can do when you're not in power. Okay. That's right. You can talk a good game while you want to Democrat, independent, but until you actually sit in that office of seat seat of power, this just talk. So oh, yeah. right now I can see holding back playing it low, kind of low profile, and step and speaking up as needed because you don't have that much power. You definitely have the power in Congress to change that. You don't so, have it. People think so, the presidency has all yeah. this power, and they well, don't realize that they have some say-so in power, but yeah. they're not the be-all, end-all. <laughs> well, that's the, that's, the crazy, that's the downside of what's been allowed is that this individual now has been allowed to exercise all types of power, and we know the story behind it. We look in a news article. Mm-hmm. Even even Fox, when Fox News gets tired, you know people tired. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and, they, and they're his number one news source. <laughs> when, when he has to attack, you know, Fox, he has to attack Fox, straight Republican. They're straight conservative. Oh my. But lately God. they have been getting tired. I, I doubt he will. I doubt this man will ever be interviewed with Chris Wallace ever again. Because <laughs> Chris Wallace wow. pulled out this fact check yeah. on him. But all said and done. Fact checking us as we rewind this down. The subject unemployment in the African American community, the do's, don'ts, ins, and outs. I can't tell no one what to do. You can't tell no one what to do. However, doing nothing gets you nothing. That's right. So, it, it no. got, it, instead of panicking, oh my God, they're cutting the checks back to $200. Ask yourself, what are you doing? Take personal responsibility. Because what's what they're what you we're losing, we're not the only races losing it. Because this time it's cutting the hands of those that support this government. Exactly, it's hitting everybody. So, but you know the only difference is probably going to happen. And I've heard I heard this at the grocery store the other day. And this is one thing. This is what's going to hurt us. And that's why you try to encourage and you try to make those suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, This one lady that was working at a store. She was telling me how her husband got furloughed Mm -hmm. and she said, thank goodness that they were able to get that additional $600 because what they did was she still had her job because it was essential. He lost the job because of a furlough. Uh They took that extra $600 and saved it and paid the bills with her check. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's great. Cause she said that way, if anything else happens, we at least got some. Uh, we we still got some some time in between. Like that they, we can be able they to, paid it yeah. forward. 
it pays yeah. more. So, but yeah, see, uh, that's the problem. We in the black community is always thinking about, and I got to be honest when I say this, the things that don't mean anything. Well, you know, you get your check. First thing you're going to get, you're going to get some J's. I said, yeah. that man will never be broke because he signed a contract with them. Yeah. Not. So if you don't go buy another shoe, that has his symbol up there, making a finger roll or a dunk, whichever way you want to put it. Yeah. If you don't go up here and buy another LBJ, if you don't go up here and buy another Kyrie, if you don't go up here and buy no other shoe signature shoe, those guys got their money for their contracts. And if we can't buy it, somebody else will. Yeah. And then on top of that, ask yourself, and I tell people all the time, ask yourself this question. Do you really even think about, do you even sleep on before you buy something. Yeah. Can you really put out $200? $115 per foot? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, and they're like, oh, well, we know we so, and, and you know what? I don't know if it's being blinded when you educate people or not. And I and, and I I'm a I'm a funny dude, but I'm I'm really to the point that I tell people, I say, I'm gonna give you a quiz. You you love Nikes, right? For example. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, what's the real name of Nike? <laughs> what's the real name of Nike? Well, it's Nike. I saw you sure. Yes, I see you're wrong. The original name Phil Knight gave was Nike. N-I-K-E. I said, but because the urban community called it Nike. Oh, these are Nikes. These are Nikes. Phil Knight went to one of the guys and said, wait a minute. Why are they? The guy came up and said, why are they pronouncing the name wrong? Mr. Knight said, as long as you're buying it, if they say it's Nikes, then that's exactly what it is. Okay. Now, I'm going to throw one more thing in as I wrap this up so I can get it logged in. Okay. Text it to you so you can share it your social media platforms. This will be available on Spotify and Anchor as soon as I click the button and get it yeah. uploaded. Going back with the name thing, and I'm I go back to my Uber Lyft driver. And this, I had a young lady in the car. Mm -hmm. Her name was Vestai. And I asked her, do you know who Vestai was? Yeah, they told me she was a queen in the Bible. I said she was a black queen in the Bible, one of the most famous queens in the Bible. That's an honor to have that name. Well, I don't like that name. I call it Vesti because it don't sound right saying Vesti. Uh -huh. It don't sound good. So I'm going to say Vesti. I said, but the name is honorable. It ain't honorable to me. I like Vesti. That sounds better. Wow. What is just? I'm like, so holler your black history, how black you are. But someone honored you by naming you as one of the famous black queens in the Bible. One of the few that give us credit for being black <laughs> in the Bible. And you're throwing <laughs> it back. Because <laughs> majority, uh, this is a whole other subject for another day, but people yeah. check me on it because I missed it. I missed this piece of black history in my growing up. Of all the biblical characters, as far as people that are credited with writing the 66 books known as the Bible, there's only one in the of the six to six male six to six male writers that were past is Caucasian. Anybody don't believe me, they can check it out and research it. I got them a credible source. I was there in the meeting. I heard them break it down. But so if you look at geographical areas of all these places these men came from, they were all men of color except for one. And that was the New Testament writer Luke. He was the only one that would pass as a white person today. Yeah. Uh, I threw that out there because we have a lot in ourselves that we don't value. And this unemployment thing that's hit a lot of us, it's hit everybody. 
but disproportionately it hurt us as, as a people because of all the stuff you just shared. We'll buy the shoes before we pay the bill. <laughs> That's right. We'll but we'll we'll put fashion over our you know over our livelihood. You know, and yes. I'm just like, and and you know what? It's nothing new. I mean, yes. if you go back to the 30s and in, in the in the black na- in the ghettos and the and the uh, neighborhood before the jazz age, we yes. can look good in our zoot suits. We have our shoes done, everything like that, looking all nice. But we're living, you know, we're living in the slums. And I said, no, that we, we have to change that mentality. And as a, as a race that when we used to be considered the second, we're now the fifth. And people say the fifth. Yeah. I said, yes, because you got the Caucasians, you got the Asians, you got the people of the Arabic community. You have the uh, you have the Latinos, which is ahead mm-hmm. of us. And now you got us. And I said, the only reason we're so- we allowed that to happen. Yeah. And, but we choose not to change. We choose yeah. not to expand. And with the uh-huh. unemployment, that hasn't changed. It's gotten worse because we gave away all those opportunities, those trades that we used to, we actually used to embrace and cherish. Yeah, cherish yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, so. Yes, I build houses. Now our great our grandfathers or our, you know our fathers because I'm older was like hey I want to pass this down to my family oh I don't want to do that old lady and everything like that but guess what they do they go see, no offense to anybody named as Hector or Juan yeah they go see Hector and Juan and they want a job and like any person in a profession they always want to pull somebody under their wing. Now, mm-hmm. you can't pull your kids under your wing because they don't want to do it anymore. They think they're too good for it. So you pull Juan or Hector under your wing, show them how to build things. And Juan and Hector, you get the trust. And guess what they say? Well, hey, I got Felipe that wants to learn how to do this. Yeah. I want Lupe that wants to know how to do this. Yeah. And you know, you have those gentlemen up here running your business. And the only thing your kids want to come back for is, well, dad, I need money. And a real father would be like, heck no. You had an opportunity. So you know what? I'm going to sit on this and allow those gentlemen to come out here and make my business a lucrative business okay. in which, hey, you could have you could have went to school for uh, landscape, architectural landscape, yeah, yeah. built back into the business. You could have. Now, I, I'm going to I'm really going to wrap it up now. OK. Uh, I'm going to say one thought. If I get my shoes on, go pick this young lady up and get this thing okay. launched. One thought, the secondary thought, and I'm going to let you close it out 30 seconds or whatever, okay. is that we have the greatest business tool in our hands, most of us, called a cell phone. And, and the mindset of Gary Vanderchuk, who I love listening to him talk to younger people, or uh, Eric Dyson, Eric Thomas, excuse me, I listen to faithfully talk to young people. We have cell phones. We have cell phones, we don't have the name brand sneakers. There are apps out here that will show you that you can make money with on your cell phone. So don't be afraid to take your cell phone and use it as your side hustle. Not necessarily Uber or Lyft. There's other things. You go to apps where you can find all sorts of apps. I found Anchor. It does podcasting, okay? Young people, people unemployed, don't be afraid to put your phone to work other than stupidness you can do on social media. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to do Is it tough? Is it hard? Yes, it is. But it's a tool for, for generating income. 
There's countless yard sale apps on your cell phone, estate sale apps. I personally did my first flip before we met. I went to two yard sales. I paid $25. Mm-hmm. I made $45 off of $25. It's not a lot. But the apps cost me nothing. And I didn't spend $5 in gas. Cell phones. That's my, my final thought. Fight back with whatever skills you have. Whether it's what you talked about or harnessing the power of your cell phone. And your final thought. I'm going to wrap this up so I can get it done and get going to pick this young lady up from work. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the point. Like, like you said, with cell phones, choose your weapon. Pick your poison. There's a way mm-hmm. to be able to make money. It's just in the palm of your hand. But in order for you to be able to become successful and be successful in making money on your own without having to go to a boss, you got to use you got to use the tools that you got right in front of you that Mm -hmm. you didn't have to go for no job application, anything like that. Just fill it out. I mean, there's many ways you can make money. Lime, bird. If you got an SUV or a truck, you can make your money. Twenty. I tell people up to forty two dollars. Just go pick up some scooters, charge them up. Be able to do everything you got to do five hours later, set them back out. You'd have made forty-two dollars, mm-hmm. no problem. So, but Terry, I thank you for coming on online tonight. Let's try to do this again with part two next week. Oh, most virus in the black community. Um, just let me know what night works best for you Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Yeah, uh, as you did before. And the one I'm looking forward to is Black Lives Matter and the monument naming name change. Oh. Um, I did an episode on a monument myself. It's gonna be. Is he, I'm really looking forward to that because there's two two voices on that subject. Oh um, yeah. So, but we'll get past this part two with coronavirus and the black community when you are available to do it again. Uh, well, yes. So I'm signing off, and I'm gonna simply say thank you again. I'm closing. Oh no out. problem. Post it and send it to you as soon as it's available. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good evening. All right, you're welcome. Till next week.